Hello and welcome to episode 64 of Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blog cast. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Hey, you guys hanging in there? <laughs> it's a crazy world out there. Uh, so thanks for spending a few minutes with me. Um, today's blog is called a remedy for what's the pointitis a disease i made up i this was one of those times where like it was very clear to me like what's the pointitis it's a it's a thing that i get it's an inflammation of my what's the point muscle um but i wasn't entirely sure that it was going to read on the paper like do people read it as it's written and go like, what's the point to this? <laughs> like they don't, I, I don't know. No one, no one, no one let me know if that was the case. Um, but I was like, this is going to be one of those blogs where it's actually probably going to be better for me to read it <laughs> because what's the point? Itis isn't a thing, uh, except for that, a thing that I made up. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, sometimes it's sometimes the the blogcast is superior to the actual blog. <laughs> not not all the time, but sometimes, especially when I'm making up words. So here it is, a remedy for what's the pointitis. Because one of my beloved collaborators loves the work of Monica Bill Barnes, I sought out a performance. As soon as I saw Happy Hour, I too was in artistic love. I laughed and cried. I laughed, cried, and cry laughed. It was one of those shows that made me feel as if there might be a reason to go on. I've seen it multiple times. I'm not gonna lie. There are some days in this artist's life in which I get a bad case of what's the pointitis. When the labor and heartbreak of making theater just doesn't seem equal to the reward. For me, Seeing Monica Bill Barnes and Company perform is a great cure for that feeling of wondering what the point is. Good art is the point. Monica Bill Barnes' latest show, One Night Only, was no exception in this way. But it also brought to the surface a new itis that I wasn't quite sure what to do with at first. I learned in this show that Monica Bill Barnes and I are the same age. I learned that we share a lifetime commitment to our respective art forms. And in learning about the cost of that commitment to the dancers in the show, I learned about the cost of my own. This may be a spoiler. Dance spoiler alert. Skip ahead if you're going to this show and would prefer not to know what's going to happen. But towards the end of the show, the two dancers listen to a list of injuries they have sustained over their lifetimes in dance. As we watch them continue to dance. There is a concrete cost to dedicating your life to dance, and as I listened to it, I cried my face off. Partly I cried out of admiration for the performer creators who are facing the accumulation of that cost, for my benefit as an audience member, and for whom there is a finite amount of time to continue to dance the way they want. But I think I also cried for all the things my own dedication to my art has cost me. I can't list them for you. 
not by year or by category. But watching this show made it very clear to me that all these years of dedication to art have taken a toll. Is the toll physical? Maybe not directly. But as everything that happens to us mentally, emotionally, spiritually happens through the body, I don't see how it couldn't be. There is a cost to this kind of dedication. I knew there would be costs, and I made my choice to pay that cost willingly a long time ago. But that doesn't mean I don't have scars. Watching an artist, who is my peer in age and commitment, honor the injuries, the pain, and the cost along the way helps me to honor my own. Seeing the sacrifices of a life dedicated to art laid bare, I can see my own dedication, my own sacrifices, and how hard the road has been, but also why it was worth it. Seeing the cost, I also understand the point. The point is that we keep dancing, we keep writing, we keep creating, we keep producing, we keep performing, we keep making things because art is important to our humanity and each encounter with it, whether in the audience or on the stage, has the opportunity to teach us something about ourselves. Monica Bill Barnes, y'all. Check her out if you're in New York City. Catch her while you can, man. Catch her while you can. Uh, they, well, and Anna Bass, who is her co-conspirator. Co, co <laughs> um, right now they're at the Women's Project, formerly known as the Women's Project, now the WP, apparently. I don't, I don't quite understand the name change situation, but they're at the Women's Project, which has moved. So don't go to 50-whatever street it used to be on, 55th. It is now on um, somewhere in the Upper West Side, 74th and Broadway. I don't know. Anyway, go. It's open for another week, I think, maybe two weeks, something like that. Um, and then Happy Hour is actually coming back, I think, in November, December. So, again, if you're in town, check them out. Or if they are traveling, which they do, check them out there. Uh, I, I am not the only one who is deeply enamored. Um, my dear friend Heather and I have been quite addicted together um, since that first show. And then I, I, I feel like I've run into all kinds of people who are like, what are you doing here? This is my favorite show. No, it's my favorite show. So, uh, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a, I think, a fierce, loyal um, group of us who probably feel similarly inspired by uh, Monica Bill Barnes. Bill, Monica Bill Barnes. Um, yeah. And this is this whole thing is a little bit a part of my, I don't know, some f switch got flipped and I'm, I feel like I'm trying, not trying, it just feels natural to be promoting other people's work and not in a promoting kind of way, just in a like sharing kind of way. Because um, I, I feel like maybe ever since I wrote that post about self-promotion, because I hate self-promotion so passionately, but I really do like to share stuff that I love with people. Uh, so I'm trying to do that more. Um, so this post lives in that world. <laughs> yeah. So the podcast I'm going to recommend to you today, it, it, it's on hiatus at the moment, but I think there's a, there's a good chunk of episodes that you can still listen to. Um, it's called Mave in America. I feel like it ties in to this post today because the first 
couple of episodes of Maven America, I, like I cried, but in a really great way. Like I feel like it was the only p- podcast I could really listen to after the election um, that had any kind of possibly political content. Like I stopped listening to a whole like bushel of podcasts because I just couldn't hear everyone go, what happened? But Maven America, uh, I could, um, and it was heartwarming and beautiful and it made me feel actually like good about being American. And anyway, it's, it's fabulous. It's, it's a really a lot, um, a lot about immigration and, and, uh, Maeve interviews a lot of really cool immigrants and talks about different stories and she's a comedian. So it's funny and uplifting and also make you cry, but in a good way. And yeah. So if you haven't heard Maeve in America yet, uh, check them out, check her out, check, check it out, check out the podcast Maeve in America. Um, and for this song today, you guys, I'm, I'm obsessed a little bit with a band that I was obsessed with when I was probably 16, 17. I sort of forgot about them. They really only had this one record, and it was a record on vinyl, my friends, Um, at least that I know about. There may have been records since then. But, um, man, I loved this album so hard when I was a kid. And then I just it just sort of flew out of my memory, and for some reason, there's this one song that just kind of came back, like when I was messing around on guitar, and I so I, I relearned that song, and then and just recently I've just I've, I'm back in um, to Fairground Attra- Attraction. If you don't know them, I'm not surprised. I don't think they they were popular probably in the UK. I'm gonna say Scotland. They are Scottish. Um, I don't, their one song may have been mildly popular here, but I I don't know. I feel like I heard them on some, you know, like weird indie music show. Like, I I don't think they were really mainstream at all. Uh, but I I had no idea that they were Scottish. I know that much. (laughs) Um, so. And that, and so that's funny uh, with the song that I'm going to put here. So what I'm trying to tell you is that there's going to be a run on fairground attraction songs for the next few podcast episodes. <laughs> I have now recorded three. They're all ready to go. Um, but this one is uh, called The Moon is Mine. And there's a line at the end of the song that when I was a teenager, I had no idea what she was saying. Like I was like, what is that? Personal? Pers- personal? I just was like, I couldn't figure it out. And now when I hear it, I'm like, oh, she's saying personal. So she must be from Scotland. <laughs> so, cause like these are things I know now, which I did not know at the time. Um, and then I looked them up, and of course, yeah, they're from Scotland. <laughs> so, uh, those are the, those are the, the funny things that like time tells you. You're like, oh, I, now I, now I, now I get it. Um, so yeah, so this is The Moon is Mine by Fairground Attraction.
is my personal 